being very, we'll say bigoted against poor people. Poor people what can't is? afford the movies. They can't watch the news. What was like a nickel? <laughs> Bro, yeah. oh, you know how many hours they had to work yeah, for? Yeah, that, that's a week's wages. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even get paid for the first day. You had to wait till it was, it was also sad. reported on in papers oh, that, and on the like radio. They were like nine years so. old, too. You know how much like paper costs back lung. then? <laughs> like 25 cents for a newspaper. That was like six months worth of wages. A nine-year-old with a five-year smoking habit and a full mustache can't afford to get it. He's got to go to work. Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other Steve. Hi. And Ryan. Hi. I demand that the next episode we do is something to do as far from British people as humanly possible. <laughs> <laughs> I am all bred up. I am so tired of hearing about King Louis the Fifteenth and Edward the Eighth and George the Ninth and fucking Henry the Fourth. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, your monarchy. Your monarchy is stupid. <laughs> I agree. It's not my fault. The Queen decided to die in the middle of her series on her fucked up uncle. You brought this upon her, bro. <laughs> yeah, I definitely. The Queen. You know, she saw that the Trilateral Troika. Was covering the uh, the sordid past of her family and uh, she killed her. <laughs> she couldn't you know, believe it. Surprise! It wasn't it wasn't actively covering up for both of her uh, alleged pedophile sons uh, that that you know did her in. It was the people talking about her Nazi uncle. and <laughs> <laughs> doing Nazi which, which by the way, backyard. like like pe- people are aware that like Charles used to be like good friends with like Jimmy Saville and like would hang out with him. Yeah, like I wasn't aware, but <laughs> yeah, I got you now. He, he asked. He asked Jimmy. Uh, like he asked him for like counseling too, for like like PR counseling. Which is which, it you know, Saville it, or Saville? It's, I think it's Saville. Yeah, Saville. Yeah, they. they yeah, said that's Saville. the way. That's that's the way the Brits pronounce it. Yeah. Jimmy Saville. Saville. What the fuck is stupid <laughs> pedophile name? No, is. no way. You asked us how how to pronounce his name, <laughs> and then and then you didn't even choose from among the two that you suggested. You created a third. There's a third way. And then you got mad at yourself, which was appropriate. That's how much I that's how little I care about that pedophile. Jimmy Savilli. Ryan's like a dog that like that like chases its tail when he finally gets it and bites it, then he gets upset because you know he he hurt himself. Yeah. Yeah. Because he bit his tail too hard. J- uh. Jimmy Sailboat is like the Brits version <laughs> is like the Brits version of like Jeffrey Epstein, yeah? Like all like he's the high power worse. people hang out with well, him and he's definitely definitely gets well, he was, he was way well, worse. Yeah, cuz like the he, thing with like Jeffrey Epstein was that he was essentially like a pimp to the to, like the powerful. Mm-hmm. Whereas with like Jimmy uh Jimmy Saville would like use his connections through like the BBC mm-hmm. and like essentially use the British um, like like the NHS and I, I believe also like orphanages yes. to 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 just like to prey on children. So he wasn't so much like he was supplying like like you know underage like prostitutes or whatever to rich and powerful people. Or he wasn't or the just, drug dealer. He was the drug or, or trafficking. He was yeah. He was essentially using his position to like if you forced um, me into a corner. And ask me which ones were. They're both fucking evil. And I think once you get to a certain point, you just don't differentiate. Like, they both yeah. deserve the ultimate punishment. But 
at the end of the day, Savile was preying on like child patients and like orphans and shit. Like he like, was like children with cancer and stuff. He was fucking Jesus. disgusting, dude. Yeah, yeah. Christ. Yeah, those I red glasses. That bad. I just knew he was a pedo. I don't know. Those glasses were not shit. actually red that he wore. Those are just his demon eyes. Those are clear God. lenses. It's fucking awful, dude. <sighs> anyway, Speaking so of awful his name British is pronounced Savilly. <laughs> Um, like, like the Cadillac Seville? It's kind of like the double L in Spanish. It's Seville. Uh, <laughs> he, was, he was Castilian? Yeah. Um, the, so the, then, he'd be, get it right. then he'd be Thaville. Thaville. Jimmy um, Thaville. Say it correct. So Say it right. Continue, <laughs> con- continuing our discussion of Edward VIII, we talked about his sort of early days, um, about him... You know, abdicating the th- uh, the throne to uh, marry Wallace Simpson, a gave a, up an awful woman for from pussy, amazing for for an awful woman from from Bullmore, Maryland, um, and <laughs> not then, even not even good pussy either, just garbage. Yeah, Baltimore puss. <laughs> you know, I mean, like the guy. I tell you what, we're just gonna keep getting some shit. Like, if you were recently watching The Crown, this is where you need to be. Let me tell you. That we got all the hot and heavy, sweaty details yeah. coming straight out of the city of Baltimore. Because they did not say Baltimore puss in the crown. Yeah. And Jimmy we, Savile's not even in it. We here at the Trilateral Troika are the only place you're going to hear the words Baltimore puss. Are you feeling okay? You the just eight. called us the Trilateral Troika. <laughs> you have to excuse Ryan. He's just developed a, a speech impediment, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like 30 some years after the fact you know when Built when people normally develop them <laughs> <laughs> oh man and and we also discussed his tour in uh, of Nazi Germany which he was hoping would have you know uh, a positive impact on his career as a um as a former monarch sort of being this public figure but in but in actuality it sort of ruins his his reputation um it doesn't have the desired uh, results um, and his further uh, tours and ambitions of being the sort of like, um, I, I guess, like international um, figure uh, just completely go away after that because um, his tour of the United States is canceled um, because they say, like, we, we can't become here because, like, you're, you're going to get your head caved in by some, like, uh, teamster. And to be entirely fair to this absolute fucking eggplant, what did we say when he went to see the Nazis? It wasn't like full-blown industrial revolution of genociding human beings. It was still kind of like the Nazi party's, like, early days where they were still, like, light and fun trying to get in office, right? Well, it, well they were they were in office. It was like Kristallnacht had already happened, and this is oh, like... Oh, shit. Okay. All right. It, yeah, was, like so the high, so it was the hijinks <laughs> phase of the Nazi party. Yeah. <laughs> They Did you see how I tripped at you? <laughs> you know when you know when you know when Hitler is just you know like stealing pies off windowsills like a hobo. And, <laughs> They're still hitting you with that. Ah, you Hitler! Ah, we'll get there's, you. Yeah, there's there's a lot of jokes about Goring being fat, um, <laughs> and and also and also a drug addict. Um, fat and von Strudel boy. I thought um, it was funny. <laughs> So uh, soon after the tour, uh, the the Duke and Duchess of Windsor they they settle in um, to a mansion in Paris um, in late 1938. Um, in May of 1939, um, the Duke of Windsor is commissioned by NBC to give a radio broadcast, um, his first since he abdicated the throne, um, to to talk about um, the battlefields of Verdun 
uh, while uh, while visiting uh, there. Talking about um, the World War One battle that he participated in. Yeah, to to sort of like to they they recorded him like talking, uh, speaking on the battle and like the war itself. Um, and in it, he he appealed to uh, he appealed for peace, um, saying, "I am I'm deeply conscious of the presence of the great company of the dead, and I'm convinced that." Could they make their voices heard, they would be with me in what I'm about to say. I speak simply as a soldier of the last war, whose most earnest prayer it is that such cruel and destructive madness shall never again overtake mankind. There is no land whose people want war. And he's speaking about 19, what, 17 to 1919, right? Well, he's, he's talking, like, this is, like, like he, the he's talking. Like, the done. That's, like, when it was. It was, like, 17, Yeah, but 19, he's, but he's talking about current events, because remember, this is May 1939. Like, World right. War II is about to start. Yeah, yeah, I'm about um, to say, he has some, <laughs> he's got a violent uh, <laughs> surprise coming his way very soon. <laughs> um, so, uh, because this is considered, e- even though it was broadcast around the world, um, the BBC refuses to broadcast it because they believe it supports appeasement. Okay, was that a, a, a Winnie Churchill deal? Um, well, uh, remember when uh, Churchill's not the prime minister yet? Oh, it's okay. uh, it's still uh, Chamberlain. Ah, um, okay. So it it's broadcast. Wait, Will, um, <laughs> Will Chamberlain? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. According to his biography, he had sex with one million Nazis. <laughs> And that is the story of how Will Chamberlain ended World War II. <laughs> he had sex with all the German women. <laughs> Wilt the still. He propped um, up but the war the, effort. Um, but it was it was broadcast um, on shortwave radio, um, so it was possible for people in the UK to listen to it. He said he could um, solve World War II, and they said, that's a tall order, and he said, I'm Will Chamberlain. I'm Wilt the still, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had another one. I had to get it out. All right, All right go ahead. Sorry. Um, oh god! And it was also reported on in uh, British newspapers, yeah, um, like John Bull. Wh- yeah, you know. <laughs> so the BBC not carrying his punch, you know, his, his speech is really kind of like in the long or in the grand scheme of things irrelevant. What now? Can you say that again? Uh, the BBC not carrying his speech in the grand scheme of things is is, is irrelevant because you can see it or catch it anywhere else right well you can like it, it is relevant because there's only the bbc in the uk like like if you're listening to like non-shortwave radio um the the beeb is the only thing you're getting um oh. so so if like shortwave like like shortwave radio is, as steve can tell you like you you can listen to people on the other side of the world okay yeah the furthest communication i made was with someone in new zealand from what? from Orlando on my porch using an indoor antenna. So if the conditions what? Are, Yeah, it was like 7,000 miles. So if your conditions are right, you can you can talk to someone one on one. So you just like pick up the mic and you were like break a break a 19 who's out there like that kind of shit? No, I tune in and I specifically look for guys that are in what's called DX, which is like long distance rec- uh, communication. And so they'll say they're in you know, New Zealand and then I'll try to make communication with them over and over and over until I get lucky. And it just it goes up in the ionosphere, okay. and it just it bounces around. It's called skip. Okay. It bounces around up there. But yeah, when you turn on, like for years, the BBC World Service was like the radio station on shortwave. Uh, does that does shortwave have any uh, correlation with AM or FM? Uh, those are it's- modulation modes. So shortwave is primarily AM. 
Uh, but most of the like, yeah, like so if you tune in to shortwave, it's it's what's considered amplitude modulation. So it's AM. So it's like AM radio. Okay. So it's like yeah. we're gonna find unless all you're my talking about like theory me. cranks like Art Bell and all my my like oh yeah there are listen to. There's definitely <laughs> yeah I've definitely tuned in before and Alex Jones was just on there. Like on like a station, not where I'm at. I'm on the amateur band. So we we use what's called single sideband. So I'm not really, okay. but it's still AM, technically. So, but yeah, could you, I catch you on my dial in my truck, like it, my radio dial in my truck? No, you'd have to have okay. a shortwave that was capable of doing sideband. So okay, but it okay. is you can you can buy like a forty dollar radio from Amazon and you'd be able to hear me. Really? Yeah. Like a little specialty like. Side, we say side, side wave, side band. Sure, it's got to be a short wave radio that gets upper and lower side band. That's all. Uh, okay. All but right. it's the, that's the crazy part about short wave that's amazing is that you know I'm a radio station. <laughs> it's like Ralph Wiggum in the bus. I am a radio station. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so you're you're basically you know yeah. But the I, like, to Steve's point, yeah, the BBC. I mean, you can hear it. Pretty much anywhere on the globe. Although they shut down the World Service a few years ago, but they reopened it during COVID, I think. Okay. When World War II breaks out in September of 1939, um, the the Duke of Windsor and uh, and, and the Duchess of Windsor are evacuated by the British um, by by Lord uh, Mountbatten um, on on the HMS Kelly um, to the UK um, to to sort of like remove them from France. Isn't that the Queen's um, husband, Lord Mountbatten? <laughs> No, that's her. Isn't uh, that Elizabeth's that's her, husband or whatever? No, that's her. Her uncle, the one that got blown up by the IRA. Ah, uh, okay. Um. So, uh, even though Edward has the rank of a field marshal, um, he's made a, a major general um, attached to the British military mission in France. Um, in February of 1940, uh, a German ambassador to the Hague, uh, Count uh, Julius uh, von uh, Zeck uh, Buchsroda. Um, he claimed that uh, that um, Edward had leaked uh, Allied war plans for the defense of Belgium, uh, which uh, Edward denied. Denied it, and then yeah. when they raided his house, <laughs> they found it all, <laughs> and they took pictures of it. And he said, "Hey, those aren't mine. I don't keep them stored like that, all spread on the floor." <laughs> <laughs> it was a perfect call. <laughs> I keep them perfectly stored in the unlocked safe. He just has a classified uh, like folder in a glass case. <laughs> I just watched folder. that. Uh, I just watched that episode of um, Curb Your Enthusiasm where he had Vinman on there. Colonel, I Vin, I saw that one. Colonel Vinman, the one that was like the whistleblower. Yeah, yeah. He had him on there, and then like Larry was going into the. He was trying to influence a politician over the phone, and it was it was designed <laughs> just like. Like how Trump would talk, and it was fucking hilarious, man. I do just want it, to point out that it's, it's satire is dead. Like I'm surprised the Onion is still in business in the year of our Lord 2020. It is hard, right? It's hard to buy it now. <laughs> so when when Germany um, invaded the north of uh, France in, in 1940, um, the Windsors who who had been um, who had who had returned um, to France um, due due to sort of like the lack of of any actual fighting going on um, in in Europe for about uh, six months, um, they they flee south and then they go to um, uh, first to um, uh, Biarritz um, and then um, and then in June um, they go to um, Spain. Mm. Espana. Um, 
So in in July they they moved from uh, they they moved from Spain to Portugal, um, where they lived first in the home of Ricardo um, Espirito Santo, um, who was a Portuguese uh, banker who had both British and German um, uh, contacts. Okay. Um, so under the codename Operation uh, Willy, um, uh, Nazi uh, agents. Sorry, um, what prince, was uh, <laughs> Willy. Operation uh, Bill Clinton. Operation Willy. <laughs> Yeah, Operation <laughs> Willie, huh? <laughs> they um, uh, under under the command of of Walter uh, Schellenberg, um, they 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 plot to um, to to get the Duke um, to come with them to leave Portugal um, and and for him to uh, return to Spain, where they would uh, kidnap him if necessary um, to take him to Germany. Why? Um, because if they if they were to conquer um, like. Like the UK, they can install him as king. Like, like he could be their, like their, their collaborationist, like leader. Oh my god! Wow. Um, so, um, a, a Lord Catacote uh, uh, wrote a, a warning to Winston Churchill, um, who, who's by this point prime minister, that said, uh, "The Duke is well known is to be pro-Nazi." <laughs> Lord Catacote. <laughs> Um, that the Duke is uh, well known okay. to be pro-Nazi, and he may become a center of intrigue. He is so well known. The Nazis. He, wait, 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 wait. Let's let me because I kind of stepped there into that a little bit. I'm sorry. He's well known to be pro-Nazi, is what you said, right? Yeah. Okay. Just, just making sure um, I heard that. And 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 they're worried about Edward being kidnapped by the Germans so that he can be placed as like a, a phony head of state. Well, well, either that or, or willingly going along with it, and it wouldn't be that he would like they would make him the king. They they would essentially like take over the country and say you're the king now. Yeah. Okay. He's the king. Um, he is. Um. So Churchill threatens um, Edward with a court martial if he does not return um, to British soil. Can you imagine the German or fucking the Germans? The Nazis took over the UK and they installed uh, Edward as king. He just looks. He just looks at everybody else. He's like, "Well, well, well. <laughs> Look at this. How did we get here? <laughs> Seems like old Eddie won in the end, anyway." Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess he did, right? Yeah, if he'd get in there like that. <laughs> Because um, part of the original plan that the was in uh, June of twenty uh, June twenty third. Wouldn't that start another war, though? Though Steve, what if he got like just brought in like like you're talking about and just kind of kind of did what Ryan said? You know, he just sat up there and was like, "Well, well, well." You know, it's like everybody that had told me to war? Everybody told well, me to well, fuck off I'm, earlier. I'm sure but look who's back. I'm, I'm sure there would still be a resistance movement, but that that type of thing happened during World War Two. You know, like. Like the Japanese or the Germans would take over a place, and they'd be like, "Well, this this guy, we like, he's in charge now." So it would just be viewed as an illegitimate sure. government, like a temporary. Um, for, for instance, the, the term the term Quisling uh, comes from the name of which means like a like sort of like a, a traitor. Mm-hmm. Like it, it comes from the name of a of a a, Nor- a Norwegian um, politician who um, who was very pro Nazi, and they made him like prime minister when they occupied Norway. Would you say the name of it was uh, Quisling? Quiz. Oh God, I think that that, that sounds yeah, like a program I use in school right now. <laughs> um, so that the uh, the German ambassador to Madrid, um, Eberhard von uh, von Stroer, um, he had telegraphed um, uh, Ribbentrop 
um, that the uh, that the Spanish foreign minister, Colonel uh, Juan uh, Begbeder y um, Antienza, um, was a, was inquiring uh, how they should deal with the duke um, who was on his way to Lisbon with the possibility of detaining him. Because um, remember, the at this time, this is Franco Spain. Um, so it is a fascist government and they are very like pro-Nazi um, at this point during the war. Um, so Ribbentrop um, instructed um, uh, Stroer um, to uh, forward the suggestion that the that the Duke and Duchess of Windsor should be detained for two weeks, um, but have it appear that the suggestion uh, came from him. Um, and um, and then uh, Stroer uh, replied that uh, Begbeder would do as Ribbentrop asked. Um, the Spanish foreign minister, when he wired Wimentrop on uh, July 2nd, um, they met with the Duke, um, reported that the Duke's alleged um, a- antagonism against the royal family due to his treatment um, to his, uh, uh, that, that he was still mad about the royal family's treatment of his wife. Um, and as well, he was critical of Winston Churchill and his wartime policies. Why does the name Ribbentrop, like, why, why do I know that name? I know he was a Nazi, but like, did he do something that he was the he was the foreign minister and like the Ribbentrop Pact and stuff like that? So he has a pact named after him. If you watch the History Channel at all, you've definitely heard of him because there's like multiple shows. But he about he was he he was the he was the foreign minister of the Nazis. So they call it the Molotov Ribbentrop Pact because those were the two ministers that signed it: Molotov for the Soviet Union and Ribbentrop for Nazi Germany. Boy, those Russians are something, boy. They're such drunks they had a, a fucking cocktail sign a pact. Yes. Well they, they they call they call it the they call it the Molotov cocktail after him because the, the Finns invented it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so the the Windsors would proceed to, to Lisbon um on, on July third, and during that time the British government got wind of the, the remarks he had made to um uh, Begbeder, um and as a result um, th- this was when um, Churchill uh, sent uh, Edward the threatening telegram to get him to come back to the UK. Because um, remember, he has a military commission. Um, so uh, Churchill does have the authority to give him a um, to, to give him a court martial if he didn't come back. Dearest Edward, stop. Bring your ass home. Stop. <laughs> Um, you only need don't the fuck first with sentence. me. Stop. You only need that first sentence. Did he send him singing telegrams? Stop. <laughs> please, please stop. Please tell me he sent them singing telegrams. <laughs> Just clue. I am your singing telegram. Bang. Um. So and and he sent him a second telegram that that designated him as the uh, governor of the Bahamas, um, and ordered him to assume this post at once. Um. When he was appointed governor of the Bahamas, Churchill uh, wrote to um, FDR in July of 1940, the position of the Duke of Windsor in recent months has been causing his majesty and his majesty's government some embarrassment as though the lo- um, as though his loyalties are unimpeachable. There is always a backwash of Nazi intrigue, which seeks to make trouble about him now that the greater part of the continent is in enemy hands. There are personal and family difficulties about his return to this country. In all the circumstances, it was felt that an appointment abroad uh, might appeal to him, and the Prime Minister um, has, with His Majesty's cordial approval, offered uh, offered him the governorship of the Bahamas. His Royal Highness has intimated that he will accept the appointment. So Edward's going to be governor. 
Yes, he'll be governor of the Bahamas. That's a cool um, job to have. Of the Bahamas. All right, not not cool when you put it like that, but that's still a cool job to have to be the governor of the Bahamas, bro. Did the U.S. know that he was Nazi aligned and that he was going to be installed as a governor there? Yeah, every everyone's aware of his loyalties and. I mean, it's well t- known. It's the, not a secret. At the time, weren't there still like uh, Bun supporters and and like Nazi supporters in the U.S.? Well, well, yeah, you did have like the the German American uh, Bund, and um, uh, there a lot of like wealthy uh, people, um, like like a lot of people like Henry Ford mm-hmm. were were big uh, were big boys. fans of the Nazis because they were um, because they were anti communists and they also like the fact that you know that they're like that they were killing like labor leaders and stuff, yeah, uh, which is something like all those dirtbags wish they could have done. Um, so so there are there are people um, in the United States who are like pro Nazi, but overall. Um, the most Americans just want nothing to do with the war. That makes okay. sense. Um, I just take and, and also, the fact that you said, of course, everybody knew. Uh, it's just you know a couple of years before Netscape Navigator came out. Um, <laughs> well, so well, I don't know well, your <laughs> window to the internet. Well, they well they shipped they shipped like movies around the world of him like partying with the Nazis. So it's not like oh yeah, you, that's right. you know yeah, it's like, you it's literally on it's, it's literally on the news like. Like people just go to the movie theater to watch like the beginning like newsreels. And, yeah, it's, it's um, very. But, it, it's being very. Uh, I don't even know if it's ableist, but like being very. We'll say bigoted against poor people. Poor people what can't is? afford the movies. They can't watch the news. What well, was like a nickel? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know how many hours they had to work yeah, for? Yeah, that, that's a week's wages. <laughs> You didn't even get paid for the first day. You had to wait till the second day. It was, day to it get was the also percent. reported on in papers. Oh, yeah, and they on were the like radio, nine years so. old, too. Do you know how much like nine years old with black loan? <laughs> <laughs> like 25 cents for a newspaper. That was like six months worth of wage. A nine year old with a five year smoking habit and a full mustache can't afford to go to the movies and get a. He's got to go to work. Screaming extra, extra, read all about it with extra. Newport hanging from his lip and a flask inside his jacket pocket. He's nine years old. <laughs> extra. I got a wife and kids to support, but you're you're nine. <laughs> um, d- despite his uh, his appointment, um, the the Windsor stay for another month um, with um, Ricardo um, De Spirito Santo uh, Silva um, a- at his uh, villa. Okay. Um, the the German minister to Lisbon, uh, Baron Oswald von uh, Hoenigen, uh, uh Hoene, um, he reports to Ribbentrop on July 11th and added that the Duke, um, quote-unquote, intends to postpone his departure as long as possible in hope of a turn of events favorable to him. Um, and basically uh, reiterated what had been told um, er- earlier about um, how he felt about conditions in the UK. Okay. Um, so Ribbentrop takes this as a sign, um, and he cabled the German embassy in Madrid um, to try to prevent uh, the Duke from going to the Bahamas uh, by being uh, brought back to Spain, uh, preferably by his Spanish friends, um, and um, and then uh, after being like persuaded or compelled to remain in Spain, um, um, he also um, intimated in his uh, in his correspondence with them that the quote unquote British Secret Service was going to quote unquote uh, do away uh, with the Duke as soon as he arrived in the Bahamas. Oh. So they're so they're gonna they're gonna cap his ass as soon as he well, lands. That's, huh? that's what that's what Ribbentrop is is claiming um, that the, that they plan to do with him. 
Is he, um, okay, I understand he's a Nazi, but is he a, you know, somebody that we can trust what he says? Well, well, no. And and the Germans also have awful um, intelligence gathering during this time period. They they have a terrible, their, their, their spy service is, is awful. Okay. Um, so, so he's just, he's just mainly saying that, and he might've just been trying to do that to convince, to say that to Edward, to convince him, you know, that he was going to get killed by uh, the, the secret service. Okay. Um, cause, cause also too, like it, it doesn't reference any particular service. It's just the quote unquote, the British secret service. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so the, the following day on July 12th, uh, Von Strauer saw, um, uh, Ramon, uh, Serrano, uh, uh, Sunir, the uh, Spanish Minister of the Interior, um, who promised to get his brother-in-law, um, the, then leader of the country, uh, Generalissimo uh, Francisco Franco, in on the plot and to carry out the following plan, which was that the Spanish government would send a friend to the Duke, uh, a friend of the Duke, uh, Miguel uh, Primo uh, de Rivera, um, to um, uh, to to meet with the Duke as an emissary. Uh, uh, Primo de Rivera was the leader of the Falange Party, which is like the uh, the fascist, um, like the fascist uh, political party in Spain at that time. Okay. Um, and he's also the son of uh, Miguel uh, Primo de Rivera, um, a, a former um, a, a former dictator. Um, so Rivera would invite the Duke to Spain uh, for a hunting trip and also to discuss Anglo-Spanish relations. Um, there he would be informed of the uh, of this alleged plot by the British Secret Service to kill him. Um, if the Duke agreed to stay, he would be given financial assistance to permit him to uh, maintain um, a, a lifestyle um, of uh, befitting his station, uh, which was reportedly around 50 million uh, Swiss francs um, that, that they were setting aside for this. It's a lot um, of francs. Yeah. Uh, Rivera uh, agreed to the task, but he was not told of Germany's involvement in it. Um, he would visit the Windsors on July 16th and presented uh, his offer to the Duke. Um, and while uh, Edward was receptive, uh, he expressed reservations for several reasons, not least of which was the uh, the telegrams uh, from the British government telling him to leave for the Bahamas. Okay. Um, and, and he tried again on July 22nd, um, but it, he couldn't get uh, Edward to come with him. Um, so after this happens, uh, after this last visit, uh, the Nazis begin drawing up plans to kidnap both the Windsors. Um, and this is when uh, uh, Walter um, Schellenberg is um, is assigned to the operation. Wait, um, so they did have plans to kidnap him? Yeah, but this is after they failed to like 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 sort of trick him into like coming to Spain. Okay. Um, so Schellenberg himself is he was a decorated. Um, SS officer. Um, he was involved in this incident called the uh, the Venlo incident in 1939, uh, where the uh, the Germans had captured some British um, operatives um, in the Netherlands. Another uh, politician who had a Venmo incident, Matt Gates. <laughs> uh. Now he's got a Twitch problem too. <laughs> oh my god. Bro, my but, man uh, peaked at a high of six viewers on Twitch. Maddie Gates bringing in the hotness. <laughs> six whole viewers. Um, so Schellenberg goes to uh, Portugal um, uh, from uh, from uh, uh, after stopping off in Madrid um, to, to come up with a plan. Um, so the final plan would be that they would entice uh, the Windsors um, to come into Spain um, uh, through some means. 
um, because they they would have to use um, they they would have to collude with uh, uh, border officials um, in order to do this because the Windsors don't actually have uh, passports um, because uh, members of the British royal family don't have passports. Why? Because uh, their faces are on the money. I'm about to say, is it one of those things like you know who the fuck we are? Don't play games with me. <laughs> like I don't need a fucking passport. <laughs> it it has to do with them like being the state. Um, I, I don't what? think they need. I, I I don't think they yeah. need like driver's licenses either. Yeah, but they, yeah, they literally. I don't know, man. They're like Listen, the personification of the country. Before she died, the queen should have absolutely been forced to go to the fucking DMV, go sit there for three and a half hours like everybody else, and have to do a fucking road test to make sure she's still capable of driving. Because, bro, what is she like four eleven? Like, unless she's doing the Indiana Jones, like putting the cinder blocks on the pedals, there's no way she's driving that fucking Land Rover well, on that property she's like got, that. Like little well, tiny legs. Dude. Well, she, I know plenty of four eleven people she, that can drive. <laughs> Well, she was she was actually a uh, a very skilled mechanic because she was she was trained as a mechanic during uh, World War II. Yep. Okay, listen, that doesn't mean that she's a good fucking driver. Just because Danica Patrick's pit crew has somebody that can change a wheel doesn't mean that they can get behind the wheel and be an effective. Dri- she drove ambulances in World War II. That's, That's kind of cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But doesn't I don't make, care. How doesn't she's make trained. her a paramedic. <laughs> God damn it. She could drive. That's cool. But still, listen, um, she was like 90, 97 years old. She should have been fucking relicensed. should have made her get a license. That would have been the funniest shit in the world. <laughs> no, your majesty, you need to parallel park. <laughs> what? Parallel? Um, and, and again, uh, once they had had the Windsors in Spain, they would tell them the story that they had to protect them from the British. Um and in, and in order to convince him that the uh, that the British were, were sort of uh, for coming to them, um, Schellenberg arranged for them uh, for some uh, for people to throw stones at their windows of the villa um, while circulating rumors among their servants that the British were responsible for this. True story. Um, at, at the also uh, also Wallace was set a bouquet that had a card in it. Say, uh, telling her, quote unquote, about the machinations of the British intelligence service. What? Um, they would they would also fire uh, shots, um, breaking uh, several windows in the villa, um, uh, or they would they would arrange for this to happen on July thirtieth. But they were not able to. Um, but they were not carried out due to uh, worrying that it might cause uh, psychological effects on the um, on, on Wallace. Why were they doing all this? To, to convince them that the British were after them. Okay. They started firing shots because the song came on, so they had to do it. You know, because when that song comes on, everybody's got to do shot, 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 shot. I'm gonna say, which one is it? The Little John song. Everybody. <laughs> you get that one guy in the club who pulls out a Glock and starts firing into the. Oh, oh, oh wrong kind of shot. <laughs> Sorry, you got me really excited. <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm, I'm those, in the moment. Those, the downtown Orlando <laughs> tradition. Yeah. Um, oh, too soon, Pulse man, rip. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> no, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about Pulse. I was just talking about normal, normal nightclub uh, behavior in downtown Jesus. Orlando. I'll take that out. Jesus! <laughs> yeah, you gotta take it out. Fuck it. Gunshots in the club. What are you gonna do? <laughs> okay, I'll leave then. <laughs> People ain't gonna hate us any more than they already did. <laughs> oh shit! Um, but but on July thirtieth, uh, Schellenberg reported that uh, Sir Walter uh, Monckton. Uh, an old friend of the Duke's had arrived, and he believed that he had been charged by the British government to uh, to speed the Windsors on to the Bahamas. Um, the The German ambassador also reported 
that the Windsors would be leaving on August 1st um, for the Bahamas. Um, and Schellenberg would write in his memoirs that when uh, Hitler learned of this, he urged Schellenberg to take away all pretense and abduct them outright. <laughs> Don't even try to hide it. Just go put it at gunpoint. I'm going to get in the fucking car. <laughs> um, so while this is uh, so while the uh, Spanish ambassador to Lisbon has been um, ha- has been uh, sort of pushed upon at the last minute to appeal the Windsors, um, the, the the car that was carrying the, the Duke's baggage uh, is sabotaged, um, according to um, Schellenberg, so that it would delay them at the port. Sabotage. Um, they they also make a bomb threat on the uh, the liner Excalibur um, uh, in order to uh, delay its departure um, while the ship is searched by Portuguese officials. Um, okay. But but despite all this, the uh, the uh, the Windsors are able to leave that evening, um, and um, Schellenberg blames a lot of this on uh, Mockton, um, the the collapse uh, of the plan, um, and. Um, also, the, uh, the, the, the quote-unquote English mentality of the Duke. The English mentality of the Duke. What, do, what is an English mentality? Um, just... Kappa. Tea. <coughs> biscuits. Cricket. Fish and chips. Fake, ju- fake just, football. <laughs> just, I, I guess, believe his, like, not, not committing to things, just being wishy-washy, just I guess. People, people with the last name Fiskinbottoms. That's an, that's an excellent new fucking piece of racism. British people are flaky. Fuck you. They actually, yeah, they kind of are. There's like a, there's like that. I, there's also that idea too that they're very, um, they're very vague and subtle. Like they don't like they're not very uh, outright about things. Yeah, that they're they southern. that they okay. try to talk around things. Yeah, yeah they're, they're southern. Um, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> I hate um, these but, fucking southern fairies. <laughs> but it, but it's even but it's it's very possible that Schellenberg also uh like like refused to actually like carry it out in in like a meaningful way because he also felt it was a, a ridiculous plan he would write in his memoirs. So what are they going to kidnap him and do? Just bring him back to like Munich and just like sit him in a room across They're from gonna... Hitler until Hitler wins? Like or until <laughs> well, Hitler beats well, the UK? It's kind of like well, looking it, at each other. Like all right, I well, it seems like their plan was Any to keep day. him in Spain, where where a friendly government could keep tabs on him without him outright being in Germany. And then when like they carry out like Operation Sea Lion or whatever, they they could just sort of like be like, oh, you know, we need a king. Does anyone have a king around here? And it's like, oh. Well, I, I see. Case, uh, if, I, I see Eddie over there in uh, in Madrid. Why don't you come on over? <laughs> oh, Eddie, what are you doing? Come here. <laughs> but like, if uh, if that's the case, and if you know, if if our boy fucking Eddie V, or sorry, Eddie the Eighth, if he is like you know besties with old Adolf, and he doesn't think him such a bad guy, then why doesn't Adolf just shoot him a singing telegram asking him to come to Spain and hang out with him? Well, because like. Hitler's not going to be hanging out in like Spain. He's like running the, he, he's literally running the war in in Germany at the time. No, I understand um, that, but it's like a Dennis Rodman, Kim Jong Il kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, well, they, yeah, come here, come hang out in my country, my wait, best friend. Which one's Dennis Rodman? <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one is the worm? Is it, it, <laughs> Fascism, fascism is great, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to go through this whole fucking wily coyote, goddamn, like kidnapping plot. Well, Just we'll remember be like, him. Hey, and, bro, come hang out with me. We'll remember him and him and Hitler aren't like he. He didn't really like care for Hitler that much after he met him. 
Oh, like, Dennis yeah. Rodman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I was always under the impression that he just like, no, Hitler wasn't too bad. No, you know, whatever. Hitler Hitler didn't like his vodka, so yeah. he uh Dennis was get they were gonna be alright, but it was actually Carmen Electra who stepped in and <laughs> corrected his opinion. I don't know how Dennis I mean, yes, it's the money and, and the and the fact he's that he's a celebrity, a celebrity, but I don't know how he's pulling these kind of women. He's God got damn. a lot of he's got some charisma, man, you know? It is what it is. Charisma and confidence. That's how you get it. Some his Sometime. nickname is the Worm. Yeah, that's right. Because he, he wriggles and gets those rebounds, bro. I cannot go to downtown fucking Orlando to a club and some girl will be like, what do they call you? Oh, the Worm. They call me Big Worm. Like, what the fuck? Well, you, you, also, you also went in the NWO, so. That's true. <laughs> also not, what, six foot eight? Yeah. Yeah, six, six foot eight, uh. You also don't look like a clown. Uh, well, I do kind of look like a clown, but I don't have a net worth of in the hundreds of millions of dollars either. That's true. I don't. I don't think his net worth is that anymore. But yeah, we're gonna look that up right now. Right, um, let's see, because remember he stole. He tried to steal that giant uh, geode from that like yoga store or whatever. Oh my God! As of October 2022, Dennis Rodman's net worth is roughly five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, he he like blew everything. Holy he's, shit! He's like one step away from those like uh, the, those like, like former Virgil, athletes are working at like former bodyguard for Ted DiBiase. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: like if you were to give you're me talking half about a uh, dollars, wrestling superstar Virgil, that is correct. <laughs> if you give me half a million dollars, I can make that last for the rest of my life. You say that now. You say that now. Give me five hundred thousand dollars, then. You say that now. <laughs> Let me show you. I'll prove it to you. I'm give me, five, give me you, half dude. a million. Freedom with freedom comes the need for added discipline, and that's what happens with a lot if, of people when they get that money. Listen, it's very that simple. would probably you buy only last a, you for a decade. No, you buy a small house, right? So you buy it outright. So you only have to do is pay property taxes. You buy your vehicle outright, so you don't have to pay anything. Think about on that. And then again, kind of sit on the rest and invest the rest. Think about well, the obviously discipline. Bitcoin and crypto. Think about the <laughs> discipline that all that requires. Do you have it now? Most people yes. don't. And then you if get you tell into me this situation. is all the money, Oof, I'm telling if you. If you man. tell me this is the only money you get, trust me, discipline would not even be an issue. I'm putting everything on fucking Bitcoin, baby. Let's go. All right, so I'm right. <laughs> You're gonna fucking be poor in like three months. <laughs> I'm buying in. I'm gonna be one of the top guys. <laughs> I'm buying. I'm buying in. You don't understand, baby. It's the dip right now. I gotta put it all on. <laughs> all I'm gonna right buy now. in. I want thirty thousand von Ribbon coins. You don't understand. Elon Musk is pushing this shit to the moon, baby. <laughs> the uh the, uh the the windsors uh uh leave lisbon on august 1st as i stated and they they first travel on the uh the american export line steamship excalibur um which uh which was diverted from its course to new york city so that they could be dropped off um at bermuda um on the 9th right um gotcha. they left bermuda for nassau on the canadian national steamship company vessel uh, lady summers on august 15th Arriving two days later. No, I believe they um, went from Bermuda to Jamaica. No, I thought they went from from Bermuda to Bahama. No, it was from Bermuda, Jamaica, and then I want to take you to Key Largo. <laughs> <laughs> you can you can sugar dance later, okay? So. Down in Kokomo. <laughs> it was Key Largo, Montego. A place that isn't even <laughs> fucking real. <laughs> 
Um, and 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 meanwhile, while this is all happening, uh, the the Duke is not happy about being the governor of Bermuda. Hey, he's got a why. Um, he, he refers he refers to it as quote unquote a third class British colony. Oof. Oh, bro, well, we know this guy's not a good person, dude. Well, fuck him. Yeah, he's friends with Hitler. Um, fuck him. And, and and while he um, while there as well, uh, the British Foreign Office um, ejects some of his plans. For instance, he planned to cruise aboard a yacht belonging to the Swedish magnate um, Axel Vener uh, uh, Gren. Um, who the uh, who British and American intelligence uh, wrongly believed to be a close friend of uh, Herman Goring. Ooh, that's bad. Um, <laughs> uh, while he's governor as well, uh, he works to combat uh, poverty on the islands. Um, though he is um, his own, though, though he's pretty. So he steals all the other monies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he is um and, and he's very uh but but he's still racist he doesn't like um the the non-white peoples of the british empire including his subjects um well, in the bahamas. he doesn't like 99.9 percent of the population yeah <laughs> of, of the people that he's governing <laughs> fucking dickhead um he, he said of Etienne uh uh dupuch who was the editor of the nassau daily tribune it must be remembered that dupuch is more than half negro and due to the peculiar mentality of his race, they seem unable to rise to prominence without losing their equilibrium. Instead of going off half-cocked on a fucking rant about, of course these people are going to be fucking stunted when you've kept your fucking boot on their necks for decades and hundreds of years, I'm just going to go and go ahead and let you just continue. Um, so, uh, Dupuch even um, even praises uh, Edward uh, despite this um, for his um, for for sort of like uh, lowering uh, civil unrest um, in Nassau over low wages in 1942, um, even though um, Edward uh, blamed this on quote unquote mischief makers, communists, and men of Central European Jewish descent who had secured jobs as a pretext for obtaining a deferment of draft. God, they were pulling out the fucking hard C word all the way back then, huh? Communists. Yep. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, World War One and World War Two, or a lot of that had communism involved in it. It's just—it's crazy to me. Um. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's part of the reason why the Allies were so mistrustful of Stalin. <clears throat> Think about it. Yeah, but even back then, face to face with communism as an actual political ideology, like a living, breathing thing face-to-face with it, you still had these these fucking ig- these, these absolute ignorant motherfuckers who still don't know what communism is. Well, they don't had know. Had no fucking idea. They don't know what socialism well, is. Well, when he, when he says communist, he, he generally means, like, labor activists. Yeah. Like, like, he, like, he's blaming it on, essentially, like, labor unrest, which is, like, actual, like, like communist agitators. This is, like, during a time period where, like, communists are, like, actively, like, involved in, like, labor movements and stuff, and, like... Like, actually committing, like, violence and stuff like that. I mean, good for them. Yeah, but it's back when they still, actually gave uh, a shit about work. <laughs> but, I mean, still, like, these people still don't understand, like, the central tenets of that which they are bitching about. Which, in, especially now well, in 2022, when well, just everything would, is fucking communist. No, they, like, they understand well, I would say them. he's... I would say he's he's pretty on the nose because like he, he doesn't he do, yeah he he knows what he knows what communism is like like he he was around for the inception um so so he knows what they are what they're about you know they killed his uncle uh so so he generally isn't a big fan of uh 
uh, of of like communism since he's a member of the nobility and and also you know he, he he was big on Hitler because Hitler was against communism and also was against like the labor movement. I don't know. I guess I'm just really, really sick and tired of that being like the trump card that always gets pulled out. Like the well, whoop, 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 let me let me pull this, let me pull the ace out. Communism, baby. Like, well, well communism up. today is dead. So yeah. uh, it's it's not really like it's like when people talk about communists, like they're they're still they're still using like the notes from this time period where communism was still around and like doing things. Uh, so that that's not really like like the same. Yeah. What year is this, by the way? It, this isn't. That was in 1942. Okay. Um, he, uh, Wallace would, uh, be the, the governor's, uh, consort for the five years of his, uh, reign. Um, and she worked, uh, actively within the Red Cross, um, and also in the improvement of infant welfare. Um, she would, uh, but she would refer to Nassau as, um, as our St. Helena, um, in reference to the last place that Napoleon was exiled to. Um, she was also, uh, heavily criticized by the British press for extravagant shopping, um, in the United States, uh, when uh, Great Britain was enduring um, rationing and, and daily like blackouts from bombing during the war. Um, she, re- she referred to the local population of the Bahamas as lazy, uh, thriving N-words um, in, letters, in, in letters to her, um, her aunt. Not Jesus the word you're thinking. Christ. It was nutnecks. That was the word you were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that N-word. Nuclear. Talk about nuclear. <laughs> Um, they what, say what that I won't use the n-word, folks. I'll show you. I'll use the n-word right now. Oh, <laughs> no, that, no, 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 oh, not that, that word. Trump, not that word. Oh, the Trump thing. Yeah, dude, I yeah. can't believe that video. <laughs> that video is unbelievable. Like that video is. If amazing. you listen, there's there's several hundred people in that crowd who say the Scream n-word. They're screaming. He's like, no, no, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, what fucking timeline are we in? Are you serious? There was the uh, the article today, and it was talking about how he had to he had the uh, he had the bathroom next to the Oval Office remodeled because um, because he said Obama had used it. There was an article um, like two surprised. or three days ago about how he when he got to the Oval Office, he thought that the black staffers were waiters. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Moving on. Um, he's just awful, dude. He's an awful person. Um, and, anyway, those uh, are not the, the way, words that she used. Way, she used the real ones. We're talking she used about a heavy Prince hitter. Philip, by the way. He hates that. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about anybody in the British monarchy. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Churchill again. Um. He he's also not happy because um they they gave a um. Uh, because uh, Churchill uh, knows her to be pro-German, um, and he also complained uh, about them as well. Because uh, during interviews, they they gave a somewhat defeatist view on on the war, um, and and also to one of their acquaintances, uh, Charles uh, Badal, um, he was um, who had uh, hosted their wedding um, in 1943. He's arrested on charges of treason, um, and he commits suicide in jail in Miami before the case was brought to trial. Well, goddamn. Also, I can kind of understand the Doomer attitude when you're in the like the early 1940s. Obviously, the war is still going pretty good for for Addie Hits over there. Is that the and Blitz? Is that like that time period, Steve? Well, yeah, it's still like when the when the when the Blitz has started up. So uh, I they lost that. France. I understand that attitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but not not in like an official interview. It's not like someone offhandly heard him like 
my God, shit's going bad. He was just like in an interview. He was like, yeah, we should just give up. Uh, <laughs> which is the opposite, uh, by the way, of Churchill's well, like approach to everything. Well, that, so. well, that's why that's why Joseph Kennedy was considered a, a laughing stock because uh, he was the ambassador to the UK, and he was like very he was like very defeatist. Hitler invaded Poland, and all of a sudden Kennedy's like, "All right, all right, we give up, we give up, we give up. We're sorry, we're sorry. Here, oh you can have God, it." Oh my God, I didn't know you were actually going to do it. I didn't know you were going to do it. <laughs> Hitler's like, we didn't um, even really do anything yet. We just kind of like walked into Poland like we didn't even do much we just walked they in. would they would eventually uh, resign from their posts on March 16th in 1945 um, so uh, it, it's been suggested as well as I mentioned that um, that Hitler was uh, prepared to reinstate Edward as king um, in the hope of establishing a puppet government um, after Operation Sea Lion which was the planned uh, Nazi invasion of uh, the United Kingdom um, mainly due to the fact that it was believed that they sympathized with uh, fascism um, and, and that largely the, the Brits as well felt that this could be possible as well. That's why they, they put them to Bahamas, which was uh, far away from any of the Axis powers. Did the Nazis um, ever try to get Britain to surrender? Like, I know that they obviously bombed London and they kind of like indirectly were like, you know, we're just going to fuck his shit up. But like, was there ever any direct communication where Hitler was like, hey, surrender, we can stop all this right now? I, I'm sure there were there were open like like offers that they, they could come to the table, you know. Okay. But they were never going to do that. Uh, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. I know that was not even not even in, in in the realm of possibilities. But I was wondering if that uh, that offer was ever extended. Like, hey, listen, we'll stop. You know, just fucking your shit up. But you got to basically give us uh, give us your island. I just didn't know if that was a thing that was ever posed. And Winston kind of wiped his ass right. with it, or you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would never to see to Adolf Hitler. <laughs> This request came in. Put it in my privy. Oh, oh, jowly fuck. Yeah. <laughs> in, in 1940, Edward had said, In the past ten years, Germany has totally reorganized the order of its society. Countries which were unwilling to accept such a reorganization of society and its commitment, um, its concomitant sacrifices, uh, should direct their policies accordingly. Concomitant. Um, while, um, while France was under occupation, um, Edward had asked the, the Germans to place guards um, on his uh, Paris um, and Riviera homes, which they did. Um, and, and as well, um, he gave his, um, his sort of defeatist interview in 1940 uh, for Fulton, um, Ars, Ar, uh, with Fulton Arsler of, of Liberty Magazine um, as governor of, uh, in the government house in Nassau. Um, Erzler conveyed the content to FDR in a private meeting at the White House on December 23, 1940. Um, <laughs> the interview was published on March 22, 1941, um, and in it, the Duke was reported to have said, quote-unquote, Hitler was the right and logical leader of the German people, um, and the time was coming uh, for uh, President uh, Roosevelt to mediate a peace settlement. I was just curious what it looked like, so I looked up Liberty Magazine, and it looks like the fucking magazines, at least the cover does, the, the, the first issue. It looks like the magazine that's on, like, the table in your dentist waiting office, like, the highlights for children. <laughs> this is what the cover of Liberty General Interest Magazine looks like. <laughs> um, it, after it was published, the Duke would protest and claim that he had been misquoted and, and misinterpreted. I will not stand for the blasphemy from the known periodical Liberty magazine. <laughs> and I will I will have them know that the comb was not hidden within the picture. There was no comb in the picture. There that were only libel, four sir. differences that I found. 
This is libel. <laughs> um, the Allies themselves also became disturbed by these plots, um, and that uh, President Roosevelt had ordered uh, covert surveillance of the Duke and Duchess uh, when, when they visited Palm Beach, Florida um, in April of 1941. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because remember, they would go to the United States. I'm just, I, that's crazy. It went to Palm Beach. I wonder how much meth they did while they were there. <laughs> <laughs> All of it. Uh, Duke Carl Alexander of uh, Württemberg, um, who was then uh, a monk at an American monastery, had told the FBI that the Duchess had slept with the German ambassador to London, um, who at that time was uh, von Ribbentrop in 1936, um, and had remained in constant contact with him and had continued to leak secrets. Uh Oh, so our boy Eddie, his wife fucked Ribbentrop and is giving him secrets. Well, that was the rumor. It was never confirmed. Mm, that's not good. Um, most of most of the high-ranking Nazis who had organized or were uh, who were privy to the intimate details of the Duke's tour of Germany uh, were either assassinated by the British, um, died in the course of the war, or committed suicide while in custody. Um, Reinhard Heydrich, who at that time was the head of the Gestapo um, and the SD, which was sort of the um, the intelligence uh, branch of the SS, um, and who also had sort of like an overarching um, control of the Gestapo, um, he was assassinated by the British in Operation Anthropoid um, in May on May twenty seventh of nineteen forty two. Okay, the operation was carried out by uh, by uh, Slovak and Czech partisans. Um, but was largely organized and funded by the British. Um, and it has been claimed that the British pushed uh, for the operation to go forward despite objections from many uh, uh, Czech resistance leaders uh, due to the uh, dangers and possible repercussions that could happen, uh, which the British did not seem uh, believed would have uh, would have been carried out um, after they did it. Um, but uh, what happens after it's done is that um, an estimated 13,000 people um, in um, occupied um, uh, Czechoslovakia uh, were arrested and interrogated, and an estimated 5,000 were executed. Um, the villages of Ladis um, and Lazaki uh, were completely destroyed, um, and its citizens were executed or imprisoned as uh, as sort of uh, payback uh, for the assassination of Heydrich. Jesus Christ. Um, after that point, um, no other um, no, no other assassinations of Nazi leaders were carried out. Um, largely because of uh, one, it's hard to do, and two, they did not want you know the deaths of thousands to result from the death of like one person. Because despite like Heydrich being like bad, um, and he was one of the architects of the Holocaust, which they didn't know at that time, um, he was mainly sort of like he he was sort of the dictator of occupied Czechoslovakia, um, and that's why um, he was sort of like a main target for them is that they felt that it would help the war effort if he was killed. Yeah, he, so Heydrich was uh, pretty popular. Uh, at the time, he's all over those documentaries too. So the Allies never made any attempts to assassinate Nazi leadership, but plenty of fucking internal no, assassination did. attempts were made, right? No, they did. Well, there was the the British. The British had a um, there. There was a, a plan that was conceived to assassinate Hitler, um, but they never they they no. That was within Germany. Was within those, Germany. those were okay. yeah. those were German. There were there were multiple assassination plots from members of the German military and, and members of the Nazi party to assassinate Hitler. Uh, but, but as far as like the allies sending like assassins to kill high ranking Nazis, um, th those were the only, uh, that was the only one that happened. Um, 
resistance groups did like assassinate like Nazi officials. For instance, the Polish resistance killed several high ranking members of the SS um, and, and other um, uh, partisans and stuff did assassinate high ranking leaders. Um, but it wasn't really like something that happened very often. Okay. Um, so as, um, as Nazi Germany uh, begins to collapse um, in early 1945, uh, Ley, um, if you remember correctly, um, their, their sort of uh, drunken tour guide uh, for the trip, mm-hmm. um, he, um, he, he sort of put in a bad situation uh, because he works directly under, um, under Hitler. Um, and he's also one of the few uh, government figures who is still fanatically loyal to Hitler. Um, he would last see Hitler um, on April 20th, 1945, uh, at Hitler's birthday, which was held in, in the fear bunker. <laughs> um, the next day, he would, uh, he would leave uh, for Southern Bavaria uh, to lead uh, what he expected to be um, the National Redoubt of Germany in the Alps, um, which we talked about in our episode on the werewolves, this plan sort of like Nazi resistance that never materialized. Right. Um, so, just despite uh, Martin Bormann essentially preparing uh, a thing for Hitler and the senior leadership to to escape to um, the, uh, the Alps, um, Hitler doesn't go through with it. He refuses to leave uh, Berlin, and by that, uh, Ley is, is left um, unemployed. Um, because he doesn't have Hitler to work for him, um, he, he's not like there, so he can't really like get anything. Um, so, so he's essentially out of the job because he's not in Berlin. <laughs> womp womp. Um, on May 16th, he's captured by American paratroopers um, of the 101st Airborne Division um, in a shoemaker's house in the village of uh, Schlecking. Um, he um, he told them that he was uh, Dr. Ernest Ernst um, Distelmayer. <laughs> Um, but he was identified uh, by a um, by the treasurer of the Nazi party and a longtime enemy of his, uh, Franz um, Xaver uh, Schwartz. Schwartz. <laughs> that is not his fucking name. That's a German-ass name right there. <laughs> but, uh, what uh, nationality is Schwarz. he? Finnish. But uh, 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 Schwartz, um, which is something that happens a lot, is that like um, these Schwarz, like high-ranking like- Nazis... They they try to like sort of like blend in and like like escape the the country. Yeah, my name's um, Ernest Ernst. That's all. But they <laughs> but they um but they all get sort of like fingered by by their sort of like enemies who already got caught in the Nazi Ooh. party because they all hate each other. So they're they're just stabbing everybody in the back. Just finger blasting each other. <laughs> yeah, what does it is get fingered by their enemies? Is getting finger blasted all over Argentina and Venezuela. I will never grow up. <laughs> whenever I see someone use that word that way, I, it just makes me yeah. chuckle inside. Sometimes outside. So while all this is uh, uh, going on, um, it, after his arrest, he says uh, he declares, "You could torture or beat me or impale me on a stake, but I will never doubt the greater deeds of Hitler." Um, at the Nuremberg trial, Who says um, that? Le- uh, Lay. Oh, Lay. Okay. Um, at, at the Nuremberg trials, Lay is uh, he's indicted under Count One, which was the common planner conspiracy to wage um, an aggressive war in violation of international law or treaties. Uh, count three, uh, war crimes, including, among other things, mistreatment of prisoners of war um, or civilian populations. And count four, crimes against humanity, murder, extermination, enslavement of civilian populations, uh, persecution on the basis of racial, religious, or political grounds. Um, Wei is very, um, he's very indignant about being uh, regarded as a criminal, um, where he... They they had an American psychiatrist, uh, uh, Douglas Kelly, um, and a psychologist, uh, Gustav 
um, uh, Gilbert, um, who who like see all these like Nazi leaders and like interview them and, and just sort of like like sort of get to the bottom of like why these guys are so fucked up. Um, and he says, uh, Lay said to them, stand us against the wall and shoot us. Well and good, you are victors. But why should I be brought before a tribunal like a cuckoo? I can't even get the word out. <laughs> yeah, Goering said the same thing. Goering was very, uh, uh, Goering was very, um, like indignant about how they would were yeah. calling him a criminal when he was like, uh, I'm defeated, but I'm not a criminal, you know? I mean, I can understand at least why they're saying that. Like, you get it from like a, wall. yeah, like a you know definition standpoint, but like yeah. once you know what Nazi Germany was doing, you're like, nah, dude. You're a fucking criminal. You're a war yeah, criminal. Just because you're not look, just because the, the heinous Also the winners get to decide whether you're a criminal or not, not you. Yeah. But also at the same time, right? Just because the acts that you committed were not illegal by your fucking puppet government, the goddamn Mrs. Butterworth shit you got over there. Uh, it does not mean that internationally and humanity at large has not well, looked at you like, bro, you're out of your fucking mind. We, we have to remember yeah. they don't consider like they they don't consider Jews to be like people, so they're just yeah, like, they're bad. like, like, okay, like, again, like, just like, 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 even show the evidence, <laughs> like, 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 yeah, but that that's why they don't they don't understand because it's just like you know they're just like it's just it's just Jews. What's what's the big deal? Like, I feel like Nazis good are just gigantic it. fucking toddlers. Like I don't understand what I did wrong. Well, and you have to like sit them down and like walk them through it. Like just because you well, don't understand doesn't well, mean well. It's some bad. of them, some of them don't. And like like Goering is is also like like an idiot. Like he like one he's like he's an aristocrat. Um, he's from an aristocratic family, so so he comes from a, a place of like high privilege. He's also whacked out most of the time on pills. Yeah, he had a lot um, of from being problems. from being shot during the uh, the beer hall push. Yeah. He, he became like a pill head after that. So so like he he like he had a very like childlike way of acting. Like like he'd reportedly like play with like jewels and stuff like that, like a child would. Like you know, just just like like moving them around the table or whatever, like they were cars, like 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 that type of thing. What's wrong with that? So, so they're, so, so, so <laughs> he's, I just did that before so the these show. Guys, the fuck these guys, these guys are the whole time. <laughs> these, these guys aren't really the brain trust of like the Nazis, and the ones that like don't get caught are, are generally the ones that like they they knew like like shit was up, and they they knew that like what they had done was like terrible and wrong, like because because yeah. I guess Goering just expected to be like a normal like military tribunal, like lose a war or whatever, like like you, generally you don't go on trial, like yeah, surprise, bro. <laughs> Um, so after uh, on October twenty fourth, uh, three days after receiving his indictment, um, Lay uh, strangles himself in his prison cell using a noose made uh, no. by tearing a towel into strips um, <laughs> fastened fastened to the uh, the toilet pipe in his cell. I just imagine I just imagine him strangling himself with his own hands and throwing himself around his prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> just, just two-handed strangling himself, <laughs> throwing himself on the ground, <laughs> and like talking shit the whole time, like "I'm you son of a bitch." <laughs> so uh, Robert Lay, he he commits suicide. Um, <laughs> I'm going um, to so, commit suicide. <laughs> fuck him, he's a piece of shit. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, during uh, during early 1945, as well, uh, when things are going badly. Uh, Schellenberg uh, had had encouraged Himmler to overthrow Hitler um, in order to negotiate a, a separate peace between Germany and the Western Allies, um, using uh, Hitler's uh, poor health as an excuse to do this. Um, 
but uh, Himmler um, uh, never never takes action on this, but he does uh, facilitate towards uh, doing a uh, a secret like peace agreement uh, with the Allies. Um, so he convinces Hitler to meet with the former president of of Switzerland, uh, Jean uh, Marie uh, Moussi, um, who had promised um, who had promised to pay uh, Himmler in Swiss uh, Swiss francs for the release of Jews from concentration camps. Oh, you're never supposed to negotiate with terrorists, man. You don't offer to pay for that shit. You tell him, hey, release them people, or we are going to come in there and we're going to stomp your ass, and then we're going to release them ourselves. Um, and, and also, Schallenberg had also uh, persuaded Himmler to, to try negotiating uh, with the Allies through uh, the Swedish uh, Count uh, Folke uh, Bernadotte. Um, so Schallenberg had, had earlier in that year worked um, as an intermedi- intermediary between uh, Bernadotte and Himmler uh, for the release and safe passage of, of a number of prisoners and inmates held in concentration camps through the Swedish Red Cross. Okay. Um, in, in the spring of 1945 as well, uh, Schellenberg had, had sort of instigated uh, further meetings uh, with uh, Bernadotte um, as, a, as an opening to uh, making a, a sort of like contact with the Western powers. Um, he would personally go to Stockholm in April of 1945 to arrange a meeting uh, for Himmler. Uh, both Himmler and Schellenberg would continue to believe that the Jews interred at, uh, by Germany would be like a bargaining chip for them Um that they could use to get concessions from the Western allies. Um, mm, and, so. and in order to foster uh, goodwill and negotiations, um, Schellenberg with Himmler's consent organized the transport of 1700 Jews out of German controlled territory to Switzerland and Sweden. Um, when Hitler found out about this, he put a stop to it. It would not allow any further evacuations. Jesus. Okay. Um, so after the first set of failed meetings, uh, Schellenberg requested uh, Bernadotte to intercede directly with general Eisenhower um, but this uh, but this action didn't work out as well. Um, so at the war's end, uh, Schellenberg was in Denmark attempting to arrange his own uh, surrender uh, when the British took him into custody on June of 1945. Um, uh, that same month, a, a Swedish uh, dispatch reported that Schellenberg had, uh, quote-unquote, confessed to Germany's complicity um, in the massacre of Polish officers um, at the Katyn Forest. Um uh, according to Schellenberg in this dispatch, uh, the Germans had then blamed the Soviets for the atrocity in effort to split the Allies. Um, in, in reality, we know that this was that the Soviets had carried out the massacre of uh, Polish officers at Katyn. We know that and now, Muslim- or we know that then. We we know that now. Uh, we didn't like we didn't know that until like after the fall of the Soviet Union. It was it was like a big like wow. the Soviets the Soviets said the Nazis had done it. Well, yeah, I, mean, I knew that's, that that's an easy way to blame stuff. The Soviets committed atrocities after after uh, Germany was liberated, so they definitely did some fucked up shit. Yeah, but nothing like like Kat Yen that you could pin on them. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we I guess we didn't even know that, but yeah, that's crazy. But but like a lot of things too, like. Because a lot of this comes out in like the the 1980s, um, but it's but a lot nuts, of stuff too with like World War II. I, I just want to say this because I'll forget. You know me. Uh, every year I read like at, like at least one or two either books or like long posts, like articles and stuff like that about World War II, and it's some new shit that I've never heard of. It's 2022. Like what? What it's fucking? What's crazy. like the things too? Like the like the Soviet like reprisals and stuff. Like they weren't like like executing like mass numbers of, of officers like they did at Katyn and like like there was a lot of like like rapes and stuff carried out. 
but like the Western allies did the same thing. Oh yeah, like not at the same numbers. But yeah, I'm not saying that. Yeah, I'm not saying no, no. We did (laughs) fucked up shit too. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're not gonna bull sides this though. No, 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 no. Not doing that. But we're pretty bad Um, too. (laughs) (laughs) So they're both very good people. Just but very the, good people on both sides. But but Schellenberg would have would have known that the that the Nazis had not carried out like Cayenne. Um so so he was most likely doing that just to sort of like maybe ingratiate himself to uh, the the Soviets for for his future like tribunal. Right. Um because the, the, the Nazis like actually like took people out there and they're like, Oh, look what the Soviets did once they invaded that part of Poland. Because that was the part <laughs> of Poland that that the that the Soviets had taken like after the like that they had invaded along with the, the Nazis did when they invaded Poland. Like they had cut Poland in half essentially. And th- that was in the section of Poland that the Soviets had taken. And when the, the Nazis took over that part of Poland, they, they brought people like, like reporters out to the gravesite, and they're like, yeah, look at what the Soviets did. There's yeah, these animals. Just that, like it's just that Eric Andre meme <laughs> just shot Hannibal birds. <laughs> <laughs> Why would the Soviets Why would do, do this? That? Why would they do that? Good Lord. No, but they actually did do it though. Unlike, Unlike the beam, yeah, yeah. Um, but but the Soviet Union, like they they covered it up and it didn't come out. It wasn't admitted by the Soviet Union until 1989. That's so crazy. Um, so uh, the most of the Western allies had been uh, searching for him uh, because they they viewed him as a, a valuable intelligence asset. Um, Captain Horace Hahn, a, a member of the OSS, um, was was one of the uh, few Americans who was allowed to interrogate uh, Schellenberg. Hmm. Shelley Schellenberg. Uh, <laughs> and the British would also uh, take Schellenberg to London in July of 1945, where he was extensively interrogated. What was his first uh, name again? Schellenberg's first Shifty name. Shifty Schellenberg. <laughs> Shell shock. Walter Schellenberg. Walty Shells! All that for Walter? <laughs> Oof, what a letdown. Walter Shelley. I'm sorry you had to do all that work for a Walter. Jesus Christ, Walt. not even a good Walter like Mathow, like a fucking <laughs> shitty Walter like Walter Shells. That's my tune on right. <laughs> my heart hurts, I need to take a nitro. I'll be back. <laughs> they, uh, they mostly wanted to know if any of, like, what what the Nazis' plans for resistance were um, after, the, um, after the Allies had taken Germany, uh, but Schellenberg confirmed to them that the Germany didn't really have a plan in place um, and this was also supported by a lot of allied um, intelligence efforts. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and Schellenberg was also benefited from the f- fact that um, that he himself was in was in a faction along with uh, with Otto Skorzeny, um, and, and that so um, and that, that sort of protected him because most of the people who had been aware of his activities had had sort of escaped. Right. Otto Scorsese, famed uncle of Martin Scorsese. <laughs> uh. but but Otto Skorzeny is the uh, the famous like German commando. Oh, not not even close to the same guy. No. <laughs> um, who who helped run like sort of like the rat lines that that got uh that got several Nazi war criminals um out of Europe and down to South America to be in hiding. Oh fuck him, dude. Yeah, yeah, he was uh he was in the. Not even close that's to the rough, worst that's, Nazi. That's a that's that's a rough looking guy too. Like he's got just his face is all sorts of cut up. Well, it's because he was um he he was in a fraternity and in uh and in German and uh, he was Austrian and in sort of like 
the the Austrian um, sort of like fraternity and also in the German fraternities at that time, you would do fencing and, and you wouldn't wear like a face guard. Like, so the, the scars were like signs that you were of like a high of like station and that you had been in like a, a fraternity and done fencing. Interesting. Okay. That's, I mean, um, it makes him a more intimidating person though. But, uh, uh Schellenberg would, uh, would, would stand trial at Nuremberg. Um, and at Nuremberg, um, he would uh, he would testify against uh, the SS and other Nazi leaders um, in order to give um, in order to give himself a, a lighter sentence. Um, during the uh, ministry's trial, um, he wrote um, his memoirs, uh, which he titled "The Labyrinth." Um, although um, uh, an historian, uh, Robert uh, Ger- uh, Gerworth, um, he he described some of Schellenberg's memoirs as being uh, questionable. Hmm. Um, on November 4th, 1949, uh, Schellenberg was sentenced to six years in prison for his role in the murder of Soviet POWs, uh, who were utilized as agents in an operation called Operation Zeppelin, where, where they essentially, um, tried to like rearm and send back in Soviet, uh, um, soldiers that they had turned in order to be used as like, uh, like sort of like a, um, a diversionary tactic. Um, he would be released from prison after two years on the grounds of his ill health um, due to a, a liver condition that he had, and he would move uh, to Switzerland uh, uh, before uh, finally settling in uh, Verbania, uh, Palanza, Italy. Um, he would die in 1952 in Turin, Italy. Well, at least he died in a pretty area, I guess. Um, while, uh, while Himmler was, was doing the, the peace negotiations I talked about with Schellenberg, um, uh, Goering had sent a telegram a, a few hours uh, around that time, um, like, like sort of almost simultaneously, uh, asking Hitler for permission to assume leadership of the Reich, um, as he believed that, um, as, as Hitler's, uh, designated deputy, um, because he, had, he believed that Hitler had been incapacitated, um, due to his, like, mental state. But, um, but Hitler, um, under, under sort of like the way that it was presented to him by Martin Bormann, um, he interpreted it as a demand uh, to step down or face a coup. Um, so uh, on, on April 27th, uh, Hemmler's SS representative at Hitler's HQ, um, Hermann uh, Fegelin, was uh, was caught in the um, was caught in civilian clothes attempting to desert, um, and he was arrested and brought back to the Führer bunker. On April 28th, uh, the BBC uh, broadcast a a, a Reuters news report. About Himmler's attempted negotiation with the Western Allies, um, and when Hitler hears about this, it, it just like drives him insane because he believed that that Himmler um, was second only to uh, Goebbels in in terms of like loyalty to him. Um, so uh, uh, he flies into a rage at the betrayal, um, and he told um, all those with him in, uh, still in the fear bunker um, that that this was the worst treachery that had ever been known. And that Hitler ordered uh, Himmler's arrest, um, and Fegelin was court-martialed and shot. Hmm. Increasingly um, isolated in his bunker. <laughs> so, so both uh, Goering and and Himmler have just sort of been um, sort of like removed from their positions um, at this point. Um, so, as the Soviets began advancing um, into um, into the uh, Potsdamer Platz, which is only around. Um, 330 yards from the uh, the Reich Chancellery, where the uh, fear bunker is, um, they they begun preparations to storm the uh, the the chancellery uh, chancellery in the uh, fear bunker. 
And the uh, Allies knew that that bunker was there. Like, they knew exactly where it was, what it was, and all that other shit. Yeah. It was, okay. it was like, the bomb shelter for the, for the, the Reich Chancellery. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so... So that report um, that he got, um, combined with Himmler's uh, treachery, uh, prompts Hitler to write his last will and testament. And in this testament, which was completed on April 29th, uh, the day before his suicide, Hitler declared both Himmler and Goring to be traitors. He stripped Himmler of all of his party and state offices um, and expelled him from the Nazi party. Um, Hitler would name uh, Grand Admiral Karl Donitz as his successor, um, and Himmler uh, met Donitz in Flensburg, um, and offered himself as second in command um, to Donitz. Um, he he maintains that uh, during that time, Hemmler maintained that he was entitled to the position within the interim government as he was the head of the SS, um, believing that um, and, and he believed that the SS would be in a good position to restore and maintain order in Germany after the war. Um, but Donitz repeatedly rejects Hemmler's overtures um, and and initiated his own peace uh, negotiations with the Allies. Like you do. Um, two days before uh, the Germans uh, signed their instrument of surrender, um, uh, on May 6th, Himmler is dismissed from all of his posts uh, within Germany. Um, so Himmler attempts to go into hiding. Um, he had um, he had not really made extensive preparations for this before the war, um, but he had fake documents such as a forged paybook under the name uh, Sergeant um, Heinrich um, uh, Hiesinger. Um, he with, even uses the same fucking initials. Dude, be creative. You could be anything you want to be. Be creative. He even sounds like Heinrich Himmler. He even sounds similar. Like, what the fuck, bro? Hi, my name's Jeff Plops. Uh, yeah, Jesus you kind of look like Himmler. You ever, you ever seen Himmler? It's like me being able to use any fake name in the world and I choose Brian. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> he uh, he, along with he, along with a, a small group of companions, they had uh, they head south um, on May 11th uh, to uh, Friedrichskug uh, without a like a destination in mind. Um, they continued on to Newhouse, uh, where the group splits up. On May 21st, uh, Himmler and his two aides were stopped and detained at a checkpoint um, in uh, Bremerverde, um, set up by former uh, Soviet POWs. Um, over the following uh, two days, he was moved around to several camps and was brought to the British 31st Civilian in, uh, Interrogation Camp near uh, Lundberg on May 23rd. Wait, Edward or Himmler? Himmler. Oh, okay. Himmler. Sorry, I got confused. Why would we're taking? We're on a side quest right I now. Know, I know. I just I got, I got confused. Sorry. Because because Himmler would also know like the details of Edward's like visit. Mm-hmm. Um. That they that they noticed that Himmler had uh, stamps in his um in, in his uh, paybook that the SS had been using uh, to forge documents for their own like like people to escape. Um, so on May twenty third, nineteen forty five, um, they begin. Um, he, he's interrogated by duty officer Captain um, Thomas uh, Sylvester, um, and and it begins as sort of like a, a routine interrogation. Um, during this, Himmler admits who he was, um, and Sylvester has him searched. Um, Himmler was then taken to the headquarters of the Second British Army um, in, in Lundberg, uh, where a, a doctor conducted a medical exam on him. Uh, while the doctor was attempting to look at the, uh, the inside of uh, Himmler's mouth, um, which uh, Himmler was reluctant to show, 
Um, he jerked his head away and bit into a cyanide capsule and collapsed on the floor, um, dying within 15 minutes. That's how um, Himmler went out? Yeah, yeah, shortly afterward, Himmler's body was buried in a marked grave uh, near Lundberg, um, and the the grave's location is still unknown to this day. Which is good probably a good thing. Fuck <laughs> um, It is possible. There, there's sort of a conspiracy theory that um, because he had been searched before they'd examined him, that that the British had uh, that that he had been assassinated, um, but there isn't a lot of proof to back that up. Also, it's I mean I don't think that whatever two bit minimum wage fucking private that the British had searching this guy were really gonna be looking at his mouth too tough. They were probably just making sure he didn't have any guns or anything on him. Well, it was yeah, and it didn't want to make sure he didn't have a fucking uh, uh, K bar shoved up his asshole. I doubt it was a private that searched him. Whoever it was, again, whoever it was, they're more, they're more, like I said, they're more concerned that this guy is not suitcasing a fucking MP5 up his ass. Right, yeah, a grease gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they would a grease gun. Um, a, a, an author, Charles uh, uh, Hyam, uh, he claimed that um, that Anthony Blunt, an MI5 agent and, and secret Soviet spy, um, acting on orders from the British royal family, made a successful secret trip to Schloss uh, Friedrichshof um, in Allied-occupied Germany towards the end of the war to retrieve sensitive letters between the Duke of Windsor and Adolf Hitler and other leading Nazis. Wow. Um, what is what is certain is that uh, George VI sent uh, Royal Librarian Owen Morshead, accompanied by Blunt, then working part-time in the Royal Library as well as for British intelligence, to Friedrichshof in May and March of 1945 to secure papers relating to the German Empress uh, Victoria, the eldest child of Queen Victoria. Um, looters had taken uh, part of the castle's archive, um, including uh, surviving letters between daughter and mother, mother, as well as other valuables, such as which were recovered in Chicago after the war. The papers rescued by Moorhead and Blunt, um, those returned by the American authorities from Chicago, were deposited in the Royal Archives. Um, in late 19, in, in the late nineteen fifties, docu- in Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> in, spread on the floor like in, dogs. In, in the late nineteen fifties, um, documents are recovered by U.S. troops in, in Marburg, Germany. Um, in May of nineteen forty-five, since titled "The Marburg Files," uh, were published following uh, more than a decade of suppression, um, enhancing theories of the Duke's sympathies uh, for Nazi ideologies. When you say the Marburg Files, all I can think of is the Unsolved Mysteries theme. Oh. <laughs> if you know anything about these files, call 1-800-We're-still-looking-for-Nazi stuff. Call 1-800-FBI-Marburg Files. How many Marburg Files do I need <laughs> to get the jacket, the windbreaker? 850 Marburg files to get you the uh, the Marburg jacket, sir. And and a lot of and a lot of the stuff that was in the Marburg files that the British had, um, that that were in the Royal Archives. A lot of this didn't get known until like very recently, until like a couple years ago. It, it didn't get out. Wow, that's fucking crazy. I was gonna ask um, if there's so, like a book about the Marburg files, but if it was only a few years ago, probably not. I guess there there are there are stuff on it, but yeah, it's still very like. Like recent that they were, you know, allowing some of this correspondence to get out. Crazy. Um, so after the war, uh, Edward would admit in his memoirs that he admired the Germans, but he denied being pro-Nazi. 
Of Hitler, he wrote, The Fuhrer struck me as a somewhat ridiculous figure with his theatrical posturings and his bombastic pretensions. Um, in, in the nineteen uh, in the nineteen fifties, a journalist uh, Frank uh, Frank Giles had overheard Edward blame uh, British Foreign Secretary Anthony Eden for uh, quote unquote helping to precipitate the war through his treatment of Mussolini. That's what Eden did. He helped to bring the uh, bring on the war, and of course uh, Roosevelt and the Jews. The Jews, because you have to remember at that time as well in the fifties, Anthony Eden is the prime minister. Um, during during the sixties as well, the Duke privately said to a friend, uh, Patrick Balfour, the third Baron of Kinross, "I never thought Hitler was such a bad chap." Wow! See, I told you that motherfucker liked him. Um, at the end of the war, uh, the couple returned to France um, and spent the remainder of their lives essentially in retirement, um, as the Duke was never allowed to hold another official title. Um, because of. The abdication, or because of the abdication plus the ties to the Nazi party that they knew about. Well, it was just the abdication, and then they're just like, "You're done." Because, because remember the whole point of like after he abdicated, they're like, "You're not going to do anything ever again." That's why they yeah, like they, barred him from holding political office. Right. They essentially Broke made him governor chair. of the Bahamas as a like, which is essentially like well, I guess present. like, he, well, yeah, it, it's sort of like. It's it's sort of like like stationing someone like like as punishment in like a bad place, right? Like like they're sort of like like yeah, we're gonna make sure that you can't leave the Bahamas for five years. I got you, I got you. Correspondence between uh, Edward and Kenneth uh, uh, DeCursey, um emerged uh, in a U.S. library in, in 2009 um, that was correspondence from 1946 and 1949. Um, the letters suggest a scheme where the Duke would return to England and place himself um, in a position for a possible regency. Um, this was because the health of George VI was uh, failing at that time, and de Courcy uh, was concerned about the influence of the Montbatten family over the young Princess Elizabeth. Um, de Courcy suggested that the Duke buy a working agricultural estate uh, with an easy drive to London in order to gain favor with the British public and make himself available should the king become incapacitated. Um, uh, Edward, though, uh, he hesitated at doing this, um, and George VI would recover from his uh, surgery um, and reign until his death. Um, during his time in in sort of um, in France, uh, a lot of the uh, the Duke's allowance was supplemented by government favors um, and also through the illegal trading of currency. Um, the city of Paris, like, like, like crypto. A man's all in, the, all in that in that that Dogecoin, that Ethereum. No, more more like like. Proto Forex, <laughs> okay. even worse. <laughs> like, like he's trading real money. He's not trading like like ape pictures. Like <laughs> <laughs> my apes. <laughs> <laughs> the saddest sentence ever written from Ernest Hemingway: "All apes gone." <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer baby shoes never worn. <laughs> yeah, or for sale baby shoes never worn. All, all my apes gone. Um, the, the city of Paris provided the Duke with a, a house, um, in, in Paris, um, uh, for, for a nominal rent. Uh, the French government also exempted him from paying income tax, um, and they were able to buy goods duty free, uh, through the British embassy and the military, uh, commissary. Why? I thought he's just a regular ass dude. He abdicated his position. Why is he getting all this special treatment? 
because uh, even though he he abdicated, like the he's still like he can't work, so so they have to do something for him as like members of his family. And since his family like runs those institutions, they'll be like, yeah, well he can he can use the commissary or whatever, and they they negotiated for him not to have to pay taxes. Good lord! All right. Um. In, in 1951, uh, the Duke produced a ghostwritten memoir, A King's Story, in which he expressed um, his disagreement with liberal politics, um, and the, that also supplemented their income with royalties from the book. Writing a book on trying to own the libs. <laughs> All right. Um, in the 1950s and 60s, uh, the Duke and Duchess became uh, somewhat celebrities in the cafe scene, um, and they, they um, hosted parties and shuffled between Paris and New York. Um, uh, and, uh, and would also, uh, party with such people as, um, as, uh, Gore Vidal. Really? Gore Vidal would show up for that? That's interesting. Well, yeah, because it's like a f- fancy rich people party. Yeah. But, I mean, ostensibly, Gore Vidal knew that Edward was a Nazi, right? Gore Vidal was pretty well read. Yeah, but, like... A lot of the people in high society in America were also, you know, pretty pro-Nazi as well. Yeah, that's so true. So it wasn't like... That's true. I'm not putting yeah, Gore Vidal Gore on Vidal, a pedestal. Uh, I just, well, we yeah, have but, to remember, Steve, these are these are also, like, the same people where, like, th- these wealthy people who have, like, very divergent, like, political views, who, who publicly, like, like, Tucker Carlson, who go on about, like, right. essentially, like, calling people to kill Joe Biden, and then in secret, he's, like, good friends with the Biden family. Ask yeah, Hunter Biden to like write him I know, a, but a letter it's odd for his son. You know, Gore Vidal and Buckley. So it's it's odd to hear of Gore Vidal associating with someone who was a Nazi. Essentially, uh, I'd rather hear about like Buckley doing it, but not Vidal. Yeah, but 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 it was also too like he was like Vidal was still willing to like debate. Yeah, and talk he was like with the Buckley. Joe Rogan of his time. <laughs> Oh my god! I'll have anyone on. I equal time for everyone. Yo, okay, Joe. My problem with him being friends with old, old Eddie the Eighth is that who Joe Rogan? Gore, no, Gore. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, pull up. Uh, who's this guy again? Who we talk? Wait, wait, wait. Well, well, I think this is also what? like they're not they're not like friends. It's just like a party, like like a fancy like like. Party okay, where it's like, so oh, I'm, you going, know. I'm just misinterpreting here. Uh, yeah, because okay. I was gonna say, because Gore Vidal, correct me if I'm wrong, he was bi, wasn't he? He's gay. I don't dude. think that his, his sure he was gay. Okay, he was gay yeah. then. Okay, no, he, he was. Gay. He was. I think he was bi. Really? Huh. Whatever he was, yeah. he was. He was in that. In he, that he played time both period, fields. Considered to be uh, uh, on the list to be jailed by the Nazis. So I don't know why he would even give uh, old Eddie here the time of day. I guess is what I'm trying. Yeah, to get. but like Eddie wasn't like in the Nazi party. He wasn't like oh, doing things. But there. what you're saying he is just, that like, Gore didn't invite him there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was just like he he like he ran into them at parties. Right. Okay. Um. um so and he also he also uh, didn't really like think that Edward's like a good conversationist. Um, he 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 referred to uh, the Duke's conversation as as having uh, vacuity. I'm sorry, what? That's a good SAT Empty. word. What? Vacuity. Being uh, vacuous. Uh, bro, don't try to be. <laughs> uh, I fucking uh, hate that shit. I will Google what does this word mean, and Google's like, "Oh, it's the quality of being." And I'm like, "I'm going." Yeah, to fucking that's put my like mouth that's doing essentially that. being 
essentially being like empty that, that he didn't really have anything like meaningful to say okay. that's what I said I'm just reiterating it for Ryan <laughs> yeah you know I'm slow I need, to t- I, need, I need you to tell me two or three times so it sinks in technically I'm breaking protocol <laughs> answering questions and shit too you know we got his <laughs> he gets his like hooked on hooked on phonics tape so you know he <laughs> A, B, C, D, E, F, G oh my god uh Anyway, when um, did he die? In, in, <laughs> we're getting there. In June of 1953, um, instead of being able to attend the coronation of Elizabeth II um, in London, the, the Duke and Duchess watched the ceremony on television in Paris. Um, and uh, Duke says, it, and Edward sort of uh, justified this by saying it was contrary to precedent for a sovereign or former sovereign to attend any coronation of another. Um, he was also paid to write articles on the cere- uh, ceremony for the Sunday Express, the Women's Home Companion, as well as a short book, The Crown and the People, 1902 to 1953. Hmm. Um, in 1955, they visited uh, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower at the White House. Um, they also appeared on Edward R. Murrow's uh, television interview show, Person to Person, in 1956, and in a 50-minute BBC television interview in 1970. This guy was got around, huh? Being a fucking um, Nazi. <laughs> they in, on April fourth, uh, uh, in uh, nineteen seventy, uh, Richard Nixon invited them as guests of honor to a dinner at the White House uh, with <laughs> with Chief Justice uh, Warren E. Berger, uh, Charles Lindbergh, Alice uh, Roosevelt Longworth, Arnold Palmer, George H. W. Bush, and Frank Borman. Why did you throw a drink in there? <laughs> uh. <laughs> I'd like uh, easy on the lemonade, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. Let me get, like, a two-thirds tea. tea. Yeah, let me get a two-thirds, one-third mix. I want an Arnie Palmer, not an Arnold. (laughs) Um, Queen Mary refused to uh, receive um, Wallace uh, formally uh, for for the entirety of her life. Um, But uh, Edward would sometimes meet with his mother and his brother, George VI, um, and he attended George's funeral in 1952. Um, uh, Mary w- remained angry with Edward um, and, and indignant over his marriage to Wallace, um, and referring to uh, his marriage to say, uh, to give up all this for that. Bro, listen, you don't do that thing he likes. So, of course, he's going to give that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with it. I'm sure you could find somebody else to tickle your butthole or to fucking smack you in the face or whatever, like whatever helps you come. But <laughs> apparently, this this girl here was just Is that going to be the name of the episode. <laughs> That's going to be Prince <laughs> Edward Part Three. Make you come. Whatever makes you come. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the in the sixties, um, uh, Edward would attend uh, multiple uh, ceremonies. Um, but although he would not uh, attend, for instance, uh, the last um, formal function he attended was the funeral for Princess Marina in 1968. Um, he was offered an invitation to go to the investiture of the uh, Prince of Wales in 1969, um, but he replied that uh, that Charles would not want his uh, aged great uncle there. Um, okay. the, as the 60s went on, um, Edward's health would deteriorate. Um, he would be operated on uh, in, in Houston for an aneurysm of the abdominal aorta in December of 1964. Oh, that's not uh, that's a bad and spot. he would also he would also get uh, treated for a detached retina in his left eye 
in February of 1965. Not as bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, um, the, the abdominal aorta, <laughs> you, that you, that pops an aneurysm. If that aneurysm pops, ooh, I got scanned boy, for that's it. Not good. I got scanned for it at one point. Yeah. In um, in in late 1971, um, uh, Edward was diagnosed with throat cancer um, and underwent cobalt therapy. The busy uh, gulper finally because because <laughs> he himself was a uh, was a lifetime smoker. Hey, how many Marlboro miles did he accrue <laughs> on his lungs <laughs> or uh, paper? <laughs> he clearly didn't get enough. For, well, hey, listen. Apparently, the Marlboro miles paid for his cobalt therapy. That's true. Um, on May eighteenth, nineteen seventy-two, uh, Elizabeth the uh, second would uh, visit the Duke and Duchess um, at at their estate in France um, while while on a state visit. Uh, she spoke with the Duke for 15 minutes, but um, and only the uh, the Duchess was able to uh, stand uh, for the, uh, the the royal party uh, photo that was taken, as um, Edward was too ill to partake. See, back in those days, back in the in the 60s and 70s, when you di- when you started doing like radiation therapy and stuff like that. Man, you did not get these, you know, state-of-the-art UF Health Chance Cancer Center treatment, you know, uh, Moffitt Cancer Center in Tampa. You didn't get these top-of-the-line treatments. That that radiation destroyed you. What the average person thinks of when you say, hey, I have cancer and I did chemo or I did radiation, but sickly, just small, no hair, just gaunt person that you, that comes to yeah, mind. Yeah, it's, it's more targeted it, now. Yeah, it was very, it's not it as was bad very diffuse back then. Back then, it was so fucking bad. It was oh god. It still damn. is too. Like there's still some areas where when you get cancer, where they do like a diffuse uh, stuff, but yeah. it's not nearly as. It's way more targeted now. And a right, lot of the right. a lot of the newer stuff I read about is where they're like uh, directing antibodies and using the immune system in addition to the, the uh, radiotherapy or the radiation therapy. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. So tell me how he fell and hit his head because he was on blood thinners and died taking a shit. <laughs> well, he he just dies in bed in May twenty eighth, nineteen seventy two. He's not he's not Salazar, the former dictator of Portugal, who who, who like slipped in the bathroom. No, he was, was like, in bed and he was reading a book about the Nazis, and he was like, "Oh no, I'm one. Oh no!" And then he just died. He Good had Lord, that what have I done? <laughs> I fucking blew it. Um, well, shit. But on, on May 20th, 1970... Well, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> on May 28th, uh, 1972, uh, he would die at his home in Paris. Um, his body was returned in Britain, where it lay in state at St. George's uh, Chapel at Windsor Castle. near Himmler. Um... <laughs> uh, the, the funeral would take place on, on June the 5th in the presence of the royal family. Really? Um, they showed up? And, and he was buried at the uh, the royal burial ground uh, behind the Royal Museum of Queen Victoria and Prince Albert at Frogmore. Um, un- until a 1965 agreement with the Queen, uh, the Duke and Duchess had planned to be buried at a cemetery plot um, at Greenmount Cemetery in Baltimore. Shut uh, where the, the fuck up! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> where, where Wallace's father had been interred. Duke of fucking Windsor was going to be interred in Old Baltimore. <laughs> He's over at Old Baltimore. He's on the wire. He was on the wire. Fucking Stringer Bell is yeah. rolling in his grave. <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a Ravens jersey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
you know they got they got Slim Charles to kill him. That's what happened. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. It's like straight straight murder ain't no thing, string. Oh my god! But but killing killing uh, no. Prince Edward. Who, you need a you need who, like a, a day to jackal motherfucker to do that. What what was her name with the uh, with the nail gun in the hardware store? Snoop. Oh, oh. yeah, Snoop. Snoop. Yeah, bro. She had I Snoop, fucking bro. love Snoop would have handled bro. business, bro. She's. She literally would have had business because I think she's still in jail for murder. She was. She I don't really? know if she's in jail for murder, but she was. She was a legitimate like dealer, like legit dealer. She was- so most of the cast from The Wire, you had to be a. You had to be from Baltimore, and you, like a lot of the people that they got were like actually drug dealers and shit like that, There's which a is couple amazing. People that are like that, yeah, yeah. That Idris Elba is from goddamn England because I didn't even know that he was British. Like I saw The Wire before I ever knew this dude was British. So the first oh, time really? I heard him talk with a British accent, I was like, "Bro, what the fuck did this guy just say? What? <laughs> Excuse me?" <laughs> and I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" And he was telling the story of how he had to go in there and act like he was from from Old Baltimore, uh, so that he could get cast in the role. Yeah. And that like up to that point, only his agent knew that he was actually you know a Brit. That's crazy. It's hysterical. Like if you if you actually hear the man speak normally, you know, in oh, yeah. like normal accent, yeah, he's super and then, like it's just like it blows your mind if you also like immediately go and watch the wire. You're just like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I think she's just in. I, I think it was just drugs. Yeah, it was that she was in it jail was just for. Dealing, not murder. Yeah. Um, but uh, Wallace. Uh, she would die in 1986, um, herself frail and, and also suffering from dementia. Um, she would be buried alongside her husband. She was just um, shocked at- by the Mets winning the World Series in 86. <laughs> so, so she was just like, and I, I, with that, I'm out. The world the to the, the world has become unrecognizable to me. Oh, good ball. Yeah. She's the like, the, the Orioles. bedridden. <laughs> The Orioles will never win a pen. <laughs> They've got a new up-and-coming prospect, Rafael Palmero. He'll never use juice. Cal Ripken. All right. Oh, wait, that- recently, real quick, who was the... Is there somebody on track to, to, to beat the juiced-up home run record? Yeah, Polhos is... Uh, if he keeps going, I don't know if he's really going to beat it, though. He's only at like seven oh four or something like that. I feel like I was reading recently where like there was some huge hubbub about some home run record was about to be beaten, and I figured it was it had to be. Oh, you're talking about Aaron Judge being the single season. He beat the he tied Maris. I don't know if he beat it, but um, Pulhols is tied with Babe Ruth. I think right now. He just he just hit it today. Yeah. I was huh. I was re- I was recently listening to a podcast and they were just joking about it, saying like every everything was better back there when they when when everyone was using drugs, you know everybody everybody came together watching these two men juice up men hit, hit home runs. Dude, I remember at the time, by the way, like when when Bonds and McGuire were going after it, or was it so so yeah. McGuire were going Sammy, after Sammy it? Sammy Sosa, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like everyone fucking knew. We just didn't give a shit. Like, everyone fucking knew they were jacked as shit on, on all kinds of meds. It was ridiculous. When, when, they're, when they're hitting, like, six home runs a game. And these steroid <laughs> guys, by the way, all day long. That I Another thing that really gets on my nerves about steroids. All day long, you're like, I tell people, whenever they tell me they took juice, I'm like, ah, oh, so you get fake muscles. 
because uh, they're like, no, well, you got to do the work, you know, you got to put the work in. Yeah, okay, sure you do, buddy. But you couldn't even do that fucking work if you didn't take the fucking juice. So you're a fucking fool as shit. Tell me how hard <laughs> it was. So on that note, kids, don't do drugs. Don't, don't do drugs. It'll shoot your balls. <laughs> don't don't go on a uh, don't go on a PR tour of Nazi Germany. <laughs> oh my God. All right, I'm gonna go eat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you later. Later. Later.